0: What is up, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving. The undisputed 101 of holidays. Yeah, come at me. Football, food, and family. But most importantly, an extra day full of no work in NFL football. This is the Jaguar Report Fantasy Football Podcast, and I am your host, Zach Schultz. Maybe someday we'll get to enjoy a Jaguars Thanksgiving game, but I'm not holding my breath. I gotta say... It is great to not be recording this episode from the Jags' funeral and to be recording straight from the Super Bowl parade. That's right, baby. We're winning the Super Bowl again. It was awesome to see the Jags get back on track after the ugly loss to the 49ers. It was nicer to see Trevor and Ridley carry fantasy teams. So let's just dive in here. Here's your uh, half PPR statement. That i That's where my rankings and my score, my scoring comes from the I think the most common format now in the industry and a good middle ground for rankings and just spit numbers out. Um yeah, but with that we're going to talk about Trevor. He was the QB1 this week. You love to see it, which and he also brought himself back to the QB16 on the season. And what a bounce back day for the offense and Trevor Lawrence. His 32.18 fantasy points were hands down his best week of the year and His previous high was only 18.08. He went 24 for 32 for 262 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles, and two rushing touchdowns. The offense was just in complete control on Sunday, leading time of possession, 36 minutes, 26 seconds to 23 minutes, 34 seconds, and running 69 plays, nice, compared to 38 for the Titans. I remember one or two throws Trevor had that were pretty, I guess, not great or off the mark, but otherwise he was dead on all day, and it's hilarious and just so on-brand for Trevor, to be honest, that he had one of the best games of his career, and he only threw for 262 yards. Up next, he gets the Texans, who are 12th um, in giving up fantasy points per game against quarterbacks, like last week there's probably going to be better some better options out there to start so like if you have one i don't blame anyone for benching him but also at the same point uh, same time i think i think his seven second half looks better for fantasy with a lighter schedule on the way and then probably was Zay's return so he's he's just still a fine weekly starter travis Etienne, he was the rb 27 for the week, making him the uh, running back three for the season. He had 7.4 fantasy points this week. He took 14 car- carries for 52 yards and three carries for, or I'm sorry, three receptions for seven yards. And just like I said, it was pretty relatively quiet day for Etn. Just the fourth time this season he has failed to hit double digits on the fantasy points, but I'm not surprised as he was going against a good Titans run defense. The Jags did a good job of not abandoning the run when it w- wasn't working right away, and even though it never really got going, it, it was just good to see they didn't give up, which just obviously helped the passing game out a ton, which was evident uh, this past week. And that's great news for Etienne because it doesn't really matter who he's playing. He can take any play to the house, so as long as they don't completely abandon the run and give him his carries. If he's struggling all day, he's a dude that he could pop a 60-yard touchdown just at any moment of the game. And, and and at that point, it completely saves your fantasy day. Um, the one slight holdup I have with him is that it looks like the Jags are making a real effort to give him some rest by getting Dearness Johnson some more snaps. And... Well-deserved on Johnson's part. He's looked great. But Etienne has played 61% of the snaps against the 49ers and then 66% this week against the Titans. Both were his lowest of the season. Um, Both matchups did kind of funnel the offense into the passing game, so I think the number will be slightly higher moving forward. I just don't expect it to be in the 80s, the high 80s, like it had been earlier in the season. Uh, However, the Texans are 17th in fantasy points per game against running backs, which is a little bit lower than I expected. And it is a slightly touchdown-inflated number. They've given up 12 rushing touchdowns on the year. They're 7th in rushing yards given up and tied for 3rd in yards per carry. So we may get another week where the damage is down through the air. But you're obviously not benching ETN. That's that's just crazy talk. Uh, Christian Kirk, this week's wide receiver 45, bringing him to wide receiver 25 on the year with 6.3 fantasy points. He caught three of six targets for 48 yards. I'm going to be flat out honest. I'm bamboozled by the, by the wide receiver group. Right when I thought I had them figured out, they ripped the carpet out from under me. Um, I'll touch on it a little more here when we get to Ridley, but what the crap's going on, I don't know. Anyways, Kirk had a quiet week, only three catches, 48 yards. His third game under 10 points on the year as he just continues to showcase a very valuable floor where, like, the six points is about his minimum. He's never going to totally flop on you, and that's that's pretty huge, especially moving into playoff time here. So keep starting Kirk with confidence. Texans are 20th in the league in fantasy points against for wide receivers, a 25.3 a game, so... They're doing a fairly decent job at limiting that number down because their defense overall has played well. But uh, recent games have shown they've gotten lit up pretty bad through the air by the Buccaneers and Bengals. So hopefully the Jags can take advantage there. But Calvin Ridley, time for Calvin. He was the wide receiver number one, like Trevor was the QB one. And he's brought himself up to wide receiver 27 on the year with 27.6 fantasy points. Seven catches on nine targets for 103 yards with two touchdowns. And not only did Calvin need this one, but damn it, we all did. Thank you, Zay Jones? I don't know. This is what I'm talking about where, where I just get so confused with the group moving forward. In the three weeks Zay has played the full game, Calvin has been a weekly wide receiver one. He had 20.1 points in week one against the Colts, 17.1 in week five against the Bills, and then this week's monster 27.6 game uh, point game against the Titans. Ridley's splits with Zay on and off the field are, are just pretty insane, but they seem for real. As Ridley now gets to be the moving piece Uh, with Zay playing the true X spot, it seems easy to project this moving forward, but the sample size is so small and there's such little time left in the fantasy season that it, it really, it's really hard to make sense of it moving forward at the very worst Zay's return has brought Ridley back to being a weekly starter, uh, unless proven otherwise. And that is a huge boost for Ridley. Evan Ingram was this week's tight end 19, and he fell to the tight end 13 on the season with 4.9 points. Um, just not a great day for Ingram. Like ETN, it's now he's posted two quiet games in a row. Also like ETN, he had two bad matchups in a row. He still saw six targets, so I'm not I'm not concerned with Ingram moving forward. Uh, he continues to be a part of the offensive game plan, and up next is the Texans, who are second in giving up fantasy points to tight ends with twelve a game. So always start Ingram unless you've got one of those surefire guys at tight end. But especially this week with a great matchup, you you're wanna gonna you're going to want to have him in your lineup. Let's go ahead and take a look at the betting card from last week, and that was a two for three week, which is my third losing week in a row, that's just the life of betting, it goes in streaks, so I'm I'm due here, we're coming, but a little salty on some of these, because Christian Kirk, I had longest reception over 21 and a half yards, he had one on the opening drive that was, I thought for sure had it, but it was 20 yards, had another 18 yarder later in the game, and so that was a little annoying, Calvin hit his easily, he had multiple ones over 20 and a half, and then I feel robbed on Will Levis over half an interception. Uh, Monteric Brown just dropped one that was pretty brutal. Like, he should have had that one. Um, and Foy had another that could have been picked. Once again, they're so close. Um, damn, I, I, I might go back to the well with CJ Stroud. I'm going to get one of those. Tyreek crushed his prop of 90.5. That dude's a monster. And Kyler came pretty close, but he, did, he fell short. So like I said, two for three on the week and on a little bit of a cold streak. And I feel like we've been not seeing any justice with some of these bets here recently, which is totally fair because I'm sure, um, since I'm still positive overall on the season, I'm sure I had a run there where I was having stuff break my way. So it just makes sense where stuff doesn't break my way. Anyways, this week... Um, Jags are minus one and a half favorites with a game total of 48 and a half. So I do want to say this, is that everybody on Twitter complains about, we don't get any respect, this and that, look at these talking heads who don't give us respect and say bad things about us and they don't think we're good and this and that, whatever. Well... Vegas still has us as a one-and-a-half point favorite on the road. And Vegas is usually way smarter than those idiots on TV. So, yeah, there's our respect right there. Especially with how the Texans are trending and how C.J. Stroud has taken the league by storm. There's your respect. Minus one-and-a-half Jags over Texans. Um, Jags are 7-3 against the spread. 3-3 three and three at home. on the road, 5-1 as favorites, 2-2 as underdogs. So their two best numbers here are road and favorites, and we get them both this week. See what happens. Looking at some props, Trevor's at 254.5 passing yards. Uh, He's got his completions at 23.5, which I think might be interesting given we could see, you know, somewhat of a shootout here. Ridley's at 54.5. Kirk is at 57.5 that Gap shrunk down to 3 yards between them, which last week was at 10, so that's kind of notable. And I think both are pretty reasonable numbers. I do think I like Ingram at 46.5 going over there, and I also like him over 4.5 receptions. i um, talking about tight ends being second against the Texans in fantasy points scoring. Jags team total 24.5, I kind of like that probably a fair number and as i mentioned cj stroud over a half interceptions at plus 105 he's thrown i want to say five or six picks the last two weeks so plus money here versus jags defense that does a good job forcing turnovers is kind of an intriguing number that i don't necessarily understand so yeah maybe i go back to the well for the third time because that's gotta be the charm right i don't know about wraps it up for me here um in the spirit of thanksgiving i guess i just want to say i'm thankful to people who listen read my content i'm super glad to be doing the fantasies uh, stuff for john and especially for the Jaguars specifically not for the jaguars but jaguar specific content because my true passion is the jags um I fell in love with fantasy, but that was after I loved football and the Jaguars. So I would lose all my fantasy matchups for a Jaguars win every week. It doesn't matter. And most importantly, I'm thankful for John for the opportunity. He's a cool dude. Um, Much respect and super thankful for the opportunity. With all that, I'm out of here. See you later.